the Murder, Mystery, and Mayhem podcast. Or M Cubed for short. I'm Sam and she's Paige. Join our crazy train and let's talk about murder. Alrighty. So we are back. Yay. It feels like it's been forever. Well, it has been because we didn't do anything last week. From or the, week before. or the week before because I was on vacation. Yeah. Yeah. Vacation. <laughs> Bitch. Oh, <laughs> speaking of, I have some. I have a jar of shells uh, for each you and your children. So, oh. isn't it so sweet? <laughs> That's good because I'm allergic to shellfish. So you just gave me something to kill myself with. Thank you. I don't think they have meat in it. <laughs> <laughs> Let me give you a shell that you're allergic to. I don't know how that works. Is that? No, I'm just <laughs> Sorry, I had to get closer. Listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna be that one that ends up killing you on accident because I'm gonna be like, here's a lovely gift. Ha ha you're gonna be like, oh god I mean that happens. It does. It's it's unfortunate. Um <laughs> anyway, so a little bit of an update. I know that I posted on Facebook and probably Instagram and probably Twitter, but I don't remember if I put it on Twitter. Anyway, so Chris Tatro, the lowercase d-man from the fourth episode he was denied uh parole i don't think the official report has come out saying that he has been denied but technically i, I do believe he has so yay he's gonna stay in prison uh for quite a long time until i guess the next round of the parole hearings um but during that parole hearing his uh roger zamet's sister spoke so that was really cool that she keeps, uh, it sucks for her. Yeah, but to relive that. It is, but it always helps to have the family members and stuff there to kind of remind the parole board that, that they shouldn't fucking release them. Exactly. And then also the district attorney, uh, Bryant C. Dunaway, he posted on Facebook about how we needed to remember the, the victims of this crime, mm-hmm. which is very much true. And so I, being the weirdo that I am, I started going through the comments that were left from the people. Remembering them. Remembering them, I guess. And there was one comment that I needed to, I felt like I needed to to read. And it says, I remember, I was in high school. I remember them parading these boys through the county, even going through a drive-thru. I remember that, that none of the witnesses that saw them ever reported them to law enforcement and were never, and those people were never charged. So, I know I, I, I hit on that very hard during that, that episode, um, but it's true. There are so many people that knew what was going on, and not one fucking person decided to do anything about it. That, and that's sad. Horrible. It's fucking terrible. So, that's my, my little update. Anything else? <laughs> oh, we're up to 305, no, 308 <laughs> downloads. What? And we have somebody in Canada, so fuck yes. <laughs> what up, Canada? And a couple of people in the UK, so that's fun. Oh, uh, I really I really enjoy looking at the, the map and seeing it light up. Oh, yeah, me too. It's it's quite fun. I have got family in Canada. Do you What's have that? I did not know this. Yeah, my grandma's Canadian. Oh, randomness. All right. So, because Facebook, or not Facebook, because um, TikTok, right? Um, TikTok. I was, I was scrolling through there the other day, and I was sitting in the living room, and the kids were, like, watching TV or whatever. And Selena something, I cannot think of her her name. I will figure it out. But she's Canadian. And 
<laughs> she always does these like really terrible jokes, and they just make me laugh every fucking time. And one of a couple of them were knock knock jokes, and I'm gonna I'm gonna share them. <laughs> oh lord. <laughs> <laughs> okay are you talking about the one that's like blocks uh-huh that okay, one yeah. yes i fucking love her so much <laughs> she's amazing but anyway it goes knock knock who's there europe europe who i'm not a poo oh my god <laughs> okay <Jude. laughs> no but hearing jude say that one is fun oh, <laughs> i bet and the other one is uh what was it knock knock who's there I eat map. I don't eat my poo. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that one. <laughs> That's what it cracks me up. I need to share it. <sighs> I am so overstimulated today that I pick up on all the things. Like, I feel my toes too much right now. <laughs> oh, man. <Not> <laughs> Piggies. It sounds ridiculous, but it's true. No, I got you. So, I got a massive fucking headache that I'm trying to get rid of. That's awesome. Um, I hate it. Oh, um, so one thing that I learned while I was on vacation. If you go on vacation with a big group of people, you want to carry bury yourself, bury yourself in the sand and never come back. Well, there's that. Mm-hmm. Um, no, just... Especially if they're not your actual relatives, you should probably, you know, carry your weight, take care of your own children. Walk off, take a long walk off a short pier. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no, it's just, 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 you know, everybody else is trying to have a vacation too, not just you. Is there something you need to get off your chest? Actually? No, I'm going to, I'm going to keep it on my chest, but as a Ooh. PSA... Dim for all you <laughs> mm, dim titties uh, for a PSA for all of you lovely bitches out there if you go on vacation with your boyfriend's family or your girlfriend's family or, or whatever your partner's family help them clean if you have kids don't force them to feed your children now don't get me wrong they're probably not going to care but saying thank you every once in a while will go very far Somebody's salty. I am exceedingly salty, but you know what? That's okay. Something very specific happened. Oh, it did, and it's fine. It's doesn't seem fine. It's probably not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but that was the best thing ever. <laughs> Listen. No, going going to a karaoke bar in Panama City Beach was fan fucking tastic. Did you sing? I did not. Well, I did, but, like, in the crowd, not in front of people. Yeah, no. I, not for me. I am part of a... I, I will sing my head off as as part of the crowd. I will not get in front of everybody. I did in Nashville. You're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> no. Super drunk. It was, it was really funny, though, because there was a guy there that was... He was dressed in... in, in Blue and orange, very much like Blippy. Gator colors. Um, yeah, but they weren't like gator things. It was like just flamboyant, insane, just patterns hit you in the face kind of thing. Okay. And he comes up to my cousin, and and we're just playing darts at this point. And he comes up, he goes, "Hey, you want to have a picture? You want to take a picture?" And he's like, "Sure." Dude wraps his arm around him like. 
he's known my cousin forever. Mm-hmm. And they take a picture. And then later on, he becomes just, there's a rotation of locals that were doing uh, karaoke. Yeah. I know this is running. Um, and he was one of them. I'm going to try. <laughs> and, no, so like, there was a rotation of, of locals that would, that would get up there and sing. And so they would be Blippy and then, <laughs> what's that not his, his name? name. It is that his is name Blippy. forever. I don't, I honestly can't remember, but it was, it was a great time. <laughs> but the bartender who my cousin wonderfully asked, do you do sex on the beach? This, this big burly dude's like, <laughs> looks at his hand and goes, um, well, my shift doesn't end for a while, but I guess I could probably do that. Yes. I love it. And that just makes my cousin very uncomfortable, so that made it even better. Because he's a loser. No, uh, he has his moments. No, that was, that was the best, that was the best time. <laughs> Anywho... I apologize for my children stomping and yelling in this uh, episode. They're heathens, and I have no control anymore. They're hopped up on Easter candy. They really are. Their grandmother gave them an Easter basket early, and oh, good old ma. And Jude, oh, not not my mom. Um, oh, Brian's Brian's mom. Oh, um, that's even better. And uh, Jude has made it his mission to sneak every piece of candy he possibly could. And although I caught him on the majority of them, I didn't take it away because I'm a shit mom. Yeah, also, he was quiet at the time, so I was like, we're going to let it slide. <laughs> shit moms unite. <laughs> I need I need that on a shirt. <laughs> shit moms unite? Yes. Love it. Not like actual shit moms. Like, just the ones that take care of their kids, but... I let them get away with stupid shit like eating candy at eight o'clock in the morning. Not things that are gonna hurt them. Yeah. Okay, so semi shit moms <laughs> unite. <laughs> it's a page of sode. A page of sode. It's a page of sode. Oh, okay. I'll go, I'll go. <laughs> I can get behind it or in front of it. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I'm in some, some type of mood. Um, a dirty one, yeah. apparently. Listen. I'm just gonna shut you up got now. a little too excited about those handcuffs last night. <laughs> <I said. laughs> I thought I was gonna get frisked. You didn't do it. <laughs> Disappointment. Should have been a slightly <laughs> more disorderly. I know, we're out. Yes. So, anyway, it's a page of sewed. Let's hope I don't butcher it too bad. You'll be fine. You're going to do great. Yay. I have faith in you. Okay, cool. <laughs> so, before I start, this story, is, it's like back in the early 2000s. So, there's not really that many pictures. Makes sense. Not really that much coverage over it either. So, it's going to be a smaller story. Okay. So, this horrifying tale I have for you today begins in a small town in Cannon County, Tennessee. Where everybody knows everybody. Everybody. Or everybody knows about your business. Absolutely, they do. Small town love, love that small town bullshit. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, in reality, it is an actually beautiful place. Mm-hmm. Filled with a lot of amazing people. Smile. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's why when this happened, it shocked, horrified the whole county. 
So during the early hours of February 22nd, 2002, Eleanor Bell received a telephone call from Warren County Sheriff's Department informing her that a truck owned by her son, Jeffrey Bell, had been found burned and abandoned near the Canning County-Warren County line. That's ominous as fuck. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine? No. Miss Bell immediately called her son, but of course he didn't answer, nor did he call back. Mm. So, in the court documents, I got most of this from the court documents, it said several days later, his friend Roger Todd had called Miss Bell to check in on Jeff to see if she'd seen him lately, and if she did, to tell him to call him back. Mm-hmm. But then it goes to say that Jeff's family filed a missing persons report several hours later. So, I don't know if they meant, like, several hours later after they found the burnt vehicle, Mm -hmm. or several hours later after they spoke with Roger Todd. Ah. Yeah. So, either way, in either case, it was after the vehicle was found. Yes. It didn't, like, it it doesn't specify. So, maybe she got, like, the Mm heebie-jeebies after Roger called, or maybe she just called, like, right after was it normal for him to, like, disappear for hours, or does it not specify? I don't think so. I don't think that was normal for okay. him. I just don't, because I think that he lived at home with his mom still. Ah, uh, I gotcha. It doesn't say that. Mm-hmm. But when you when I give more details in the story, mm-hmm. it kind of makes it seem that he probably does live with his mom still. Gotcha. Another reason why, I don't know if maybe it was a few days later yeah. that she called is because he was like, you know, grown adult. Mm-hmm. Can you really follow somebody missing? Yes. Like, back in 2002? Oh, I don't know about then. But I, I know that the whole, what is it, the 72-hour rule or whatever is yes. not actually a rule. You okay. can still do that, but the police department may or may not move forward with it until it's 72 hours. Which is really stupid because if somebody is actually missing, they need that very specific time frame to figure out what the fuck has happened to these people. Right. But whatever. I digress. <laughs> no. That is very informative. <laughs> but yeah, so back in 2002, I don't know if, but his truck was burnt, so mm-hmm. that gives you like, you know, like something's fucking wrong. Something is very much wrong. Find my son. That's not a normal thing. No. To find somebody's truck just burning. Burnt. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And then no word from Jeff. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know the timeline there. Gotcha. Much. Sadly, on March 12th, 2002, Jeffrey Bell's body was found. What was the time frame between finding the truck and, and that? The 20, February 22nd was when they found the truck. Oh, okay. March 12th is when they found his body. Dang, it's a pretty good time to be wondering where your loved one is. Mm-hmm. Freaking mm. out. Yeah, no, that would be fucking stressful as shit. This next part is really fucking stressful. Any trigger warnings that we need to discuss? (laughs) Yes, trigger warnings. He was decapitated, dismembered, burned, then disposed of in a well. What the fuck? Why? Absolutely horrifying and tragic for the family. It really fucking is. Could you imagine? No. It doesn't say if she that had stresses to, me out. It doesn't say if the family members had to identify him or anything like that, which it's a small town, so I'm sure. Mm. Oh, that hurts. That hurts. That found him. I mean, he might have already knew who it was without having to identify him, you know? Oh, bless his family. Yeah. 
so like you think stuff like that doesn't happen and then it happens and it's just it's it's crazy small town shit like i said it shook the town i bet it fucking did Mm -hmm. damn but then you get to thinking like who is evil enough around here because for like my thought process was they didn't just like find the will they probably had to know the will was there so Mm -hmm. no it's got to be somebody that knows Cannon County that lives in Cannon County so who what neighbor what person that you have run into is evil enough to kill decapitate dismember and burn a body who 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 found the body does it say I don't know. I don't want to say wrong. No, that's totally fine. I completely understand that. No, it just it just seems like a crazy thing unless there was some tip and. I think there had to have been tip, right? Because why would you just go searching in a random well? I think that it was a tip off because the person who we find out did it Mm -hmm. randomly called his mama. Oh yeah. That had to have tipped him out, and then they found him that way. I can't. Who the fuck does that? Calls the mom. This is like the second one you've done this with. Mm-hmm. Okay? I need to switch it up. Nothing, nothing. No, it's totally fine, but it's like... Well, these are just like so crazy the, cases. So the, the, manner, the manner of death reminds me of the Christopher Tatro uh, killing Roger Zamet and John Harry. And then the whole phone call thing brings me back to, to Doe Roberts. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think... Well, obviously I don't know, but... My opinion is he called just to see if they were on to him, you mm-hmm. know, maybe. So not the brightest. Unfortunately, Sam, mm-hmm. this wasn't the first murder, but actually the last. And it wasn't just one murderer, but actually three. The phone call from his good old pal Roger Todd was no coincidence. Mm-hmm. The following recounts will be of Marcus Odom, mm-hmm. an accomplice in the murder of Jeff Bell. So this is actually his transcript of what he like what happened that day. Yeah. Also the transcript also the transcript of the other two murders that they So the other two murders that that were committed? Yes, but they like it's all on Roger Todd's land. Technically Roger Todd didn't kill the other two people. Mm-hmm. Or that's what was said anyways. On February 21st, 2002. Roger Todd of Cannon County, Tennessee, called Jeff Bell to solicit drugs. Now, I don't know what kind of drugs. Mm-hmm. However, whenever um, I talk about the other murders, mm-hmm. we find out that Todd was allegedly, allegedly growing devil's lettuce. So, I assume that's what he was coming over there for, but I don't know for sure. Yeah. The court documents don't say anything like that. So, when Jeff Bell arrived at Todd's house... Marcus Odom and the third accomplice, Jerry Stone, were already there. According to Odom, the three of them planned to rob him and kill him. So this is premeditated. Damn. They, they already knew. Because they have done it twice before and got away with it, unfortunately. Twice. Mm-hmm. Twice that we know of anyways. Fuck. Odom and Stone came from around the back of Todd's house. Mm-hmm. Apparently had quite a bit of acres. I don't know how many. Mm-hmm. and took Bell at gunpoint and then forced him into the garage where they duct taped him to a chair. So apparently Jeff didn't have enough money on them to appease them. Mm-hmm. So um, I guess they told him, you know, if you call your friend and get them to bring cash, we'll let you go. 
So he's like, okay, fine. So he calls his friend. His friend agrees. And his friend actually goes and drops off some cash at his, it says, in um, his mom's mailbox. Mm -hmm. So that is what also makes me think that he lived with his mom. Yeah. Again, I don't know that for sure. So his friend, like I said, agreed and dropped it into Miss Bell's mailbox. During the course of the evening, Stone leaves to go grab the cash. Todd leaves for a while as well. It doesn't say what, like why. Yeah. Odom at one point says he would put his pistol in Bell's face and threaten to shoot him and even pulled the trigger, but no bullets left the chamber. How terrifying that would be. How fucked up do you have to be to do that? Very fucked. But I mean, it, I would love to see the psychologicals on those motherfuckers. Oh, Marcus Odom is a little whiny bitch, too, by the way. <laughs> Let me just get that out there. He's an extra lowercase d. Yes. I, I feel some type of way about this case. And I, I, I see I that. I don't like it. <laughs> um, Odom said that Bell had a knife and actually somehow got loose or something and sliced Odom open, which, awesome. Like, I wish he would have sliced his dick off or something. That would have been fantastic. Mm-hmm. But how did he get free? I, I don't know. It doesn't say. He was duct taped. He was duct taped, so I don't know. I don't know if maybe how I know it's not impossible. Maybe he, like, shimmied his knife out of his pocket and, mm. like, try to get it loose or something. I don't know. It just says that. Of course, Odom could be just saying a whole bunch of shit, too. Probably is. And, like, saying that he had to, you know, kill him because he tried to kill him or some shit. I don't know. Yeah. You know? Odom's probably full of fucking shit, too. <laughs> My new favorite word. Sorry. But, if he did slice him open, I wish he would have been able to get away. Mm-hmm. He said that he was able to subdue him, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And then this part kind of confused me. Odom then says that Todd got aggravated and busted into his own garage, breaking the window to get inside. Todd then grabbed the gun and fired one shot into his head, and at that point, Odom leaves, but hears a few more shots on his way out. Why would Todd break into his own garage? I don't... I don't know. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Isn't that weird? That is weird. I can't think of a a reason why Odom wouldn't have just let Todd into his house, or into his garage. Right. I mean, I get that the door should probably be locked if you don't want somebody just kind of wandering in. Seems like one of those houses that people just wandered in. Yeah. <laughs> but probably. That That's suspicious. It makes me wonder. I don't know. So, I wonder if Marcus, or Odom, or whatever the fuck his name is. Piece of shit. Piece of shit. Was threatening or in the process of, of shooting him, and then Todd came home. And heard what was going on and then tried to get in and Marcus wouldn't let him in. But then he just... And then he busted in and... And shoots him. Or Marcus shoots him and walks away. No, well, Todd confesses that he does shoot him. Oh, yeah. Okay. And I'll quote him. Is he on, is he on meth too? I don't know. Well, it says drugs. So I don't know what kind of drugs they're on. It's a fucking uh, Marcus chair. Odom has been... Marcus Odom has been um, picked up for drugs before. Hmm. More than, maybe that makes Marcus, no sense. Marcus was keeping them, and Todd's like, "Why the fuck do we need to keep them?" Mm-hmm. Marcus's like, "No, we're gonna try to get more money out of them." And Todd's like, "No, fuck that. Why do we need to get more money out of them?" And then he just goes and shoots them because he's tired of listening to Marcus's bullshit. I don't know. 
Like, I don't know. Weepy man. <laughs> <laughs> it's just weird to me. Is that not just weird? It is really fucking strange. I don't know. Why do y'all think that he just busts into his garage and shoots somebody? I don't. What do you think actually happened? Because Marcus could just be filling us with a whole bunch of bullshit. I'd say that's probably what it is. But Todd does confess that he did. Todd does confirm that he did end Jeff's life. This is a quote he said. He put one in the chamber and shot him in the head, sir. He said he did not dispose of the body. That was Odom and Stone. They were in charge of disposing of Jeff Bell's body. Tragically, 41-year-old Jeff Bell lost his life because of three shit bags. That's an accurate statement. Mm-hmm. So he was 41 years old when he died. So... Marcus and Stone were the ones that were in charge of disposing of Bill mm-hmm. after Douche Magoo. Shot him. Yeah. That's what Todd said. Okay. So why did they have to do all the things that they did to him before they dumped him in a well? They were just fucking... It just seems like psychotic. overkill. Yeah. That's that's what that is. Or or they're just dumbasses and don't realize how difficult it would actually be to dismember a body. Probably. But my thing is, I'm about to tell you, I'm, I'm a going... I'm a going. I'm I... a going to tell you. What <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> kind of fucking accents that. Okay. I'm going to tell you about the other two murders and how they disposed of their bodies, which is not anywhere near how they, you know, did mm-hmm. Jeff Bell's. And I'm just thinking, why didn't they do that with Jeff? Why did they have to go the extra mile? I just don't understand. So there wasn't anything more than wanting to rob him and kill him? It was just... That's what it said. Mm. Rob and kill. But he was the third one, so they were... Tr- I wonder if they were trying to get their method of, of disposal. This sounds fucking terrible. That is terrible. I, I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say they weren't going to stop there if they oh, weren't yeah, stopped no. then. Mm-hmm. I think that there's more to So it. they were probably trying to figure out the best way to dispose. And if dismembering them was too difficult and burning them was too difficult, putting them in the well obviously wasn't a good plan because no. he was found. Fucking dumbasses. And so, like, I, I don't understand. Sorry. I went on a little tangent there. No, I don't get it either. I don't, I don't know. So, Odom... Did not only confess to helping murder Jeff Bell, but he also confessed to two other robberies that led to murder. Back in October of 2001, Patrick McKean was awarded $6,500 for workers' comp. He withdrew all the cash. Odom and Stone invited McKean to Todd's property under the assumption that they were going to sell him some land. They led him behind Todd's house where they already had a pre-dug, shallow grave. Shot him in the back, stole his money, and threw him in the hole. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Yep. So it's not bad enough to just fucking rob somebody. You gotta kill him. And I, why? Mm-hmm. So that was in 2001. Jeff Bell was in 2002. You don't think something else happened in between those? Oh, absolutely it did. Mm-hmm. I bet you if they, I don't know if they searched, how well they searched Todd's place. Yeah. I don't know. But why Todd's place, why, why would it be on Todd's property? Back in the boonies. 
boonies. There's so, oh, I'm not going to go into the, the methods of disposal that I would use. <laughs> There's so many better places to hide a body. Oh, shout out to Live, Love, Murder, because we're, I was listening to one of their podcasts, and Joanna, mm-hmm. I think that's her name, I hope I said that right, I'm sorry if I didn't, she explained the best way to dispose of a body in the lake, and I was like, ooh, good to know. Huh. She said you need to make sure to, like, cut the insides open, because the all gas. that gases, yeah, it will float the body to the top. Aw, shit. (laughs) So, I just thought that was so funny. I was like, look at you with the helpful advice. (laughs) And then I was like, wait a minute. (laughs) I mean, we do live near a lake. (laughs) There's probably a whole lot of dead bodies in that lake. I I don't want to, I don't like swimming in it. Mm. I don't go swimming in it unless I'm, like, forced. Anyway, sorry. That was, like, just off. That's, that, it fit very well. It, It was very funny, though. I need I need to listen to that episode. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. Uh, okay. Okay. Odom then goes to say that he and Stone convinced Jimmy Gerald Brandon to come over to Todd's house. They told Brandon that Todd had allegedly been growing Mary Jane on his property and wanted to show him. I don't know if there was really pot plants, but I do know that Stone and Odom had already dug a grave for Brandon as well. When they got to the hole, they shot him several times, robbed him, and tossed him into the grave and covered him up. And when was this one? So that's the first one that we know about. The first one? Or the earliest, rather. I thought I had it. I wonder if we went through the missing persons uh, cases in that area, if we find another couple of people, probably men, that that somehow came into money. My thing is... They're not, it's not even that much money. No. I mean, the workman's comp one was, was a little bit. Not. Not enough to sustain three people. 1998. Oh, damn. So, 98, 2001, and 2002. There has to be more. Mm -hmm. There has to be more for them the first to do it in 1998. So, 1998, 2001, and 2002. The police did dig up both places where they said the bodies were. They were able to locate um, McKean's body, Mm -hmm. but they could not locate Brandon's. Hmm. That's... So mm. he's still, like, they don't have his body. That sucks for his family. Mm -hmm. It's really sad. They, as far as I know, they were all Canyon County residents, too. All three of them. And also, as far as I know, Marcus Odom was not from Canyon County. Uh, I think he was from Marcusboro. Yeah. And Jerry Stone, I believe, was from Cannon County, but don't quote me on that. Right. There wasn't much about Jerry Stone. Um, all three cult... No, S- go ahead. Sorry. So, other than disposing of Bell, what was Stone's role? Is just that? Stone, um... Luring him in and... Okay. So... Sorry. Marcus, <laughs> no, no, no. Marcus Odom was like, um, Stone's the one who killed him. Like, Stone's the one who shot him. And Stone's like, nah, homie. Odom's the one who shot him. So they were like, you know, just telling on each other pretty much. He said she said bullshit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they were they were just both convicted of the murders. No. Oh. Well, I'll get to it. Hold on. Okay. All three culprits were charged with Jeff Bell's murder. Mm-hmm. 
Todd was charged with life without parole in 2005. Damn. He actually confessed on day three of the trial. Oh, shit. And he has since passed away in 2017. Jerry Stone pled guilty to to all three murders and is serving a life sentence for all three murders. Does he have a possibility of parole or no? I don't think so, no. Mm. We can always look up on the felony registry mm-hmm. and see if he's got a parole date coming up. Odom pled guilty to all three murders, aggravated kidnapping, and robbery. For him snitching, he didn't receive the death penalty, but he did receive life in prison without the pro- but without the God damn it without the possibility of parole in twenty years each for the robbery and the kidnapping, and he will serve. Yeah. What the fuck, Paige? That he will serve at the same time. Get your face in order, okay? Oh, shit. <laughs> so he tried to appeal because he's a whiny little bitch. So I want to uh, read you this. Okay. So he tried to appeal. He said that he's the one who's fucking snitch. So mm-hmm. he should have got a lesser sentence. Oh. You know, he should have got a lesser sentence. I mean, that is, another two. That but, is the, uh, the belief that if. You. you snitch, then you're supposed to get a plea deal. Yeah. When asked why he entered the the guilty plea, he said, basically, I was in a position where either it was life or death, you know, because that was my options. You know, they was coming. They had the death penalty at one time on the table. Then they have this other option, life, life without parole. Most people in their right mind are going to choose life, but you ain't in your motherfucking right mind. Okay, but um, they chose death for somebody else, so why do they get to choose whether they live or die? I... Mind drop. That's right. Don't get me wrong. I'm, it's like the death penalty is in a gray area anyway, but yeah. if somebody's that much of an asshole to say, oh, it was a life or death situation. I had no choice. Mm-hmm. Fuck that. You didn't give anybody else a choice. Exactly. Well, you decided to pull the trigger. Get him. <sighs> Fuck him. Fuck. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you dick Rodicus. He, he I need, I needed to, I don't know. What the fuck? God. It pisses you off, don't it? It, it does. Uh, so, then... Of course, he files for an appeal because he's fucking dick stain. Um, <laughs> I might just say shit stain. I don't know what a dick stain is. Come. It comes stain. <laughs> Get a mushroom stamp. Oh fuck. Anyways. Okay, and this is what he says about him doing the fucking appeal. Well, basically, once I got into the prison and such, I got around people who do law for a living, and, you know, I got to studying up on law, and I just felt that, you know, that they could have set up a better offense for me than just giving all the information, knowing that they knew I was going to end up with. Nice. Fuck you. That was, that was my son, Jude. He is three. So, the judge said, fuck you, to that appeal. Woo! I like I like it when a judge says fuck you. That's in quotes too. Fuck you. Um, fuck off, you little bitch. That's right. Unfortunately, I didn't have a lot of information on victims. Mm. Which is, uh, I did say before they were all from Canyon County, so they were Canyon County residents. Mm-hmm. Jeff Bill was a loving son and brother. I couldn't find anywhere he did have kids. Yeah. I'm sorry. 
if he does. Um, I know that he has a wonderful mom and sisters and brothers. Heart goes out to all the families involved. And that is my story of Jeffrey Bell, Patrick McKean, and Jimmy Gerald Brandon. Mm. It's very sad. That is fucked up. And it seems like it was just, I feel like there's definitely more. Mm-hmm. More that they, more murders. More robberies. Definitely more robberies. I think there was definitely more robberies before the murdering ever happened. So the escalation to, from just plain robberies, probably for drug deals. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, it's an easy way to not have people go to the cops. Yes. Unfortunately. And again, I don't know what drugs all uh, All I could tell was allegedly he was um, growing marijuana. Marijuana. So I don't know about any other drugs. But <sighs> there was drugs involved. It's just, I feel like he lost his life for stupid shit. Yeah, it was very senseless. That makes, oh, it pisses me off. Especially to mutilate, to mutilate a body like that. That is just absolutely and it doesn't but Roger Todd his nickname was Groundhog (laughs) and I believe he was sentenced on Groundhog Day (laughs) that's fantastic yeah or maybe he confessed on Groundhog Day something like that that is amazing yeah I like it his name was Groundhog and he got fucked on Groundhog Day I like (laughs) (laughs) he got fucked (laughs) on Groundhog Day (laughs) don't i just don't get it i don't get it no see the whole if you need money go work yeah like that's that's it just even if it's under the table just go fucking work i would like to know what happened to brandon's body too oh absolutely gerald brandon why wasn't it found but why bury those two and then do that horrible stuff to jeff I think it was just an escalation. I think that that's that's what it was. It was it was to up the ante. But they didn't get caught with the first two bodies. Oh, I know. So why not just keep making a graveyard back there? Because um, they needed more risk. I wonder how much they dug up his land. I don't know. I would I would like to to know if they're if they searched the rest of the land thoroughly because there is no way that it went from burying people in a very shallow grave to what they did to Bill. Yeah. That's a big difference. And it was from 98 then... 2001 and 2002. Yes. It's it's a huge difference and there's... It doesn't make sense. But yeah, I'm, I'm with you. If we looked up missing people, we could probably figure some stuff out and it may not just be Kane County residents it could be Warren County or DeKalb County or when the other three were Cannon County residents so maybe I don't know so what would you rate rate what would you what, what would what come again <laughs> okay <laughs> no. what would you rate this episode on a scale of one to a full T-Rex. Oh. I don't know. Because it's definitely triggering. Mm-hmm. 
But when I think bull T-Rex, I think of like... Anyways, when I think of full T-Rex, I think of Black Dahlia. There were, there were moments of full T-Rex. Overall? Overall, I would, I would go with like a three. Yes. Because yes, it was horrifying. It was tragic. Yeah. That's a fucking terrible case. Mm-hmm. And I hate, I hate that for the, the victim's families. Me too. So, how are we going to transition from... Halfway to T-Rex to, to back to neutral because we're going to need it. Yeah, for sure. What ridiculousness do we have today? I'm very excited that we have 300 um, downloads. Ah, me too. I'm also excited that we are getting a following on Instagram. Yes. Hi, people. <laughs> Hello. I'm well, gonna... along the... Okay, so I was on Twitter earlier and Sarah Turney, she's fucking fantastic. Yes, 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 yes. Um, I think everybody that follows true crime knows who she is, but, um, her sister disappeared, like, in the 90s, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. um, and the only person that, uh, is even a suspect is her, is her father, and Sarah has been, um, amazing in trying to prove that it is prove him. that it is him, yeah. and, like, oh, she's, she's even guys. just, yeah. like, gone to him and said, hey, just, just tell me. And he said, what, on his deathbed? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you'll find out. It's a real dick move. Like, what the fuck? Just tell. Yeah. So, I I don't. But the facts of that case is real fucked up. Oh. Real fucked up. Real fucked up. Anyway, so, on Twitter, she asked, what is the one thing that, like, turned you off of of a podcast? And a lot of people were like, disingenuous people, um, not knowing the case kind of just giving your opinion rather than uh, than facts and a bunch of other random things. And then one of it, oh, it was the one that I was like, oh, shit, do I do this? Oh, no. <laughs> Don't give me more insecurity. No, no, no. Oh, I know what it was. It was uh, when you make fun of anyone in the case, even if it's even if it's the... Like, mostly the appearance, if you make fun of the appearance of the... Oh, yeah, we don't do that. No. We well, make fun of... for Jolly Jane. Anyway. Um... When he kissed you, he let a big one rip. Did you hear that? No, I didn't. <laughs> Surprised me, either. Boys, funny. man. Um... But, yeah, when we said Jolly Jane looked like Mr. Trunchbull. No, 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 we weren't making fun of her, though. It was like, that's what she looked like, though. Observation. And, I... I don't know. I think there's a difference between saying, oh my gosh, she was an enormous bitch and... Oh yeah, no, we would never say that. This is what she looked like. Because we talked about how she resembled uh, Miss Trunchbull and um, Louisa. Uh, Louisa. So, like, we were given generic descriptions so people could have an image of their in their head. But I was like, I wonder how people feel about me saying Tiny Dick Man every episode. <laughs> and now lowercase, uh, lowercase D Man. Uh... <laughs> So now that's why we changed it? Okay. No, 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 that's not why we changed it, but I, it was just something fun that popped in my head. Also, weeping. You, something, <laughs> something fun? Yeah. You just think about tiny dicks? Is that fun? No, but I, I like do. I like to think about the biggins. You, you like to think about the biggins? <laughs> Listen. <laughs> I can't say Sorry. shit around you. I can't that, say shit around you. No, We're keeping that I'm in. Messed up mom. Yeah. You, oh, I was talking to somebody today, and they were like, oh, I have a broken brain. I was like, mm, it's not broken. It's more like a really pretty stained glass <laughs> version go. of a brain. So now I want, like, a stained glass brain uh, so I can put it in my window. I don't know why it just popped in my head. <laughs> what? Thinking in the brain. 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 
I sing that entirely too much to my children. Madison, every day. I miss that. Every day. What are we doing tomorrow? Oh, Same yes. thing we do every day, Pinky. Why do you always call me Pinky? Take over the world. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you always say that? We don't do that. Obviously, but it's more fun to say we do. <laughs> Thanks for sticking around to this point. Be sure to share our dumbasses with your friends, family, or even a random person on the internet. Or in person. Though I'm not entirely sure I recommend that. Sam, tell them where they can find us. Every fucking where. <laughs> no, uh, you can find us on the Facebook, the Twitter, and the Instagram. And where can you listen to our dumbasses? Everywhere. Seriously, all the major uh, platforms that you get your podcast, we are most likely there. And if we're not, let us know and we'll try to make it happen. You can reach us at any of the social and at M3, that's the number three, truecrimepod at gmail.com. For your ear hole enjoyment. <laughs> For your ear hole enjoyment.